everyone, and welcome to Heads or Tails. I am one of your hosts, Jasper Jett. I'm the other host, Indiana. And we are two good friends who wanted to make a podcast together where we get to talk to each other and to all of you about biology, because it's fun. Every month, we both kind of pick something fun for the other to research, and then we interview them about it. And then every other episode, we get to flip a coin to see who gets to be interviewed first for the set of two episodes. This episode does not have a flip, so check back for that in the next episode. This episode is going to be me um, answering questions about horses. Typical disclaimer that we always do, we're not professionals, this is just really, really basic research that we're doing for fun. So if you want to know more, I always encourage you to go do your own research and fact check anything that I tell you here today. And with all of that top of the episode stuff out of the way, we will get into general information. Horse, scientific name, Equus ferris calibus, because it's a genus, species, and subspecies. Why? I couldn't tell you. Equus is Latin for horse. Ferris means feral or undomesticated. I couldn't tell you anything about... Oh, sorry. I think I read that subspecies name wrong. Cabalus. I don't know how I said it before, but I feel like I said it wrong. Size is kind of a harder one for horses. Different breeds of horse are different sizes. Also, you don't measure a horse in regular way. Like a horse is not this many feet tall. If they have a special measurement, you measure a horse in hands. A hand is four inches and you measure it from the highest point of the withers, which is where the neck meets the shoulder back area. Don't measure up to the neck and the head because it moves up and down, so it's not considered a stable point to measure from. So it's from the ground up to the highest point of the withers. Light riding horse is typically 14 to 16 hands high and 840 to 1210 pounds. I'm very sorry, I'm really numbers dyslexic, and this part has quite a bit of numbers, so I'm going to read all of these out a little strangely. (laughs) Larger riding horses are usually 15 to 17 hands high and weigh 1,100 to 1,320 pounds. Draft horses, or exceptionally large like work horses, are 16 to 18 hands high and can weigh up to 2,200 pounds. There's always exceptionally large and small exceptions, but generally, horse, big. Colors and markings, so many. Oftentimes, a horse is even classified by its coat color and markings before breed or sex. Just like things like snake breeding and other things, there's a certain vocabulary used in describing the color and markings of horses, because horse people just can't accept that their horse is brown. It has to be special. No. Actually, they come in like a ton of different shades and types of every natural color imaginable. That the vocabulary is actually pretty useful in differentiating these things. 
it would take a really long time to go through all of these colors and markings. I would suggest looking into it if that's something that interests you or you're a horse kid or something. But like some examples are, I briefly rode horses as a kid. I wasn't a horse kid, don't call me that. The place we went to always gave me their really nice beginner horse because I was a child and he was a bay dun horse, which is like a light brownish color over most of the body with black legs, nose, mane, and tail. There's even different kinds of dun horses. It's just sort of like the marking and general color. But yeah, there's tons of terms just for color and pattern before you get into different breeds. Dun, Appaloosa, Palomino, Pinto, Red Roan, Chestnut, Buckskin, Flaxen, Dapple, Sorrel, Bay, Piebald, which is also a term in snake genetics. Probably more, I don't know. They're very pretty and very diverse. You can pretty much find any pattern in any color you would like in a horse. So that's what I've got in way of physical description. So I am ready for my questions. I was a horse kid. And <laughs> writing this episode, the questions for it, did remind me how much I was a horse kid. <laughs> I, I wasn't. I was close, though. You are very lucky I reined myself in and did not start asking you questions about, like, horse husbandry and whatnot, because you would have <laughs> rolled your eyes at me. Oh, I like husbandry questions for future reference, but... Okay, so my first question is, how long ago were horses domesticated, and where were they domesticated? A long, long time ago. It says it's believed that it's likely that it happened in Central Asia prior to 3500 BC. The earliest archaeological evidence for domestication comes from Ukraine and Kazakhstan. We believe by about 3000 BC, the horse was completely domesticated. And by 2000 BC, there was a sharp increase in the number of horse bones found in human settlements in Europe. That kind of just shows the spread of domestic horses across the continent as they became more and more common. Okay, so, uh... Why did we domesticate horses? In general, horses have been used for tons of stuff. From what I could see, some of the earliest things they were used for was to pull chariots. Also, in war for a long time, but not anymore really, other than some ceremonial things. But they've always been very useful at getting through rough terrain. So they've been used for riding through certain areas. I think I read that some park rangers in national parks still use them to patrol in some areas that are really hard for just people on their own to get to or that you can't really ride a vehicle very well into. They've also been used to pull plows on farms, you know, a, cowboys ride them to help herd cattle. Tons and tons of things horses have done for us. Neato, neato, neato. So one of the things that uh, I feel like is kind of important to talk about horses is because uh, we hear a lot about wild horses and I kind of think that we should draw a distinction between truly wild animals and a feral animal because I don't think we've done that before. Yes, so feral, just to get like definitions sort of out of the way, as far as from what I could see doing my little research, feral is a domestic horse that is not being cared for. If a horse gets loose and is out fending for itself in the wild, it is now feral. It needs to still be descended from domestic horse, but so that makes it not truly a wild animal. American Mustangs and apparently Australian Brumby, I've never heard of such a word, it's very funny, are feral free roaming horses because they still have domestic DNA in them and such. There is one type of horse, considered the only remaining wild horse. It has got about four names that we call them by, and all of them are hard to say. Przewalski's horse, 
It's probably not how you say it. Also, the Taki, Mongolian wild horse, or Dzungarian horse. Its classification is kind of debated, actually. We're less sure that it's not just feral, but we're fairly sure that it's true wild. There's, you know, a debate on if it's a species or a subspecies. Fun classification things. Being true wild just basically means that this population was never domesticated. They're not descended from any domestic horses that we have now. They have just always lived out in the wild. Cool, 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 cool. So I was, I know you're not a horse kid, but I was. And so I need to ask the question of, do you happen to have a favorite type of horse, even though you were not a horse kid? <laughs> I was a little bit a horse kid. Um, there's, there's a few that I'm, that I really like just for like a general breed you know I love large animals large snakes large dogs so I love Clydesdales for anyone who doesn't know what that is just from the name there's are the huge workhorses with the long like fluff around their hooves they're draft horses meaning that they're larger than the average riding horse and more suitable for hard farm labor that's also the type of horse you see in like Budweiser Super Bowl commercials I'm also really partial just to like a typical dun horse. I don't know what breed that might be. That's more the color, but like that's what I used to ride when I was a little kid. I always rode the same horse and I really liked it. Also, just general, very pretty horses, Appaloosas and Palominos, which are like the Appaloosa for anyone who doesn't know is the ones that are like kind of speckled around on their butts. And a Palomino is kind of like a, a white and tan patchy pattern. And I do know that if you want to get technical, Palomino is just the coat color, but not the breed. So you have like a Palomino Clydesdale or whatever, which is kind of fun. But also like most people just know like Palomino as a kind of horse and they don't realize that it's just coat color, but that's a fun fact. Yeah. I don't know much about different horse breeds. Like I know that typically it's just kind of classified by the color in the pattern. And so like I rode a dun horse. What breed horse was it? No clue. Couldn't tell you. Mm, there were so many questions I could have asked you about, like, horse racing or rodeo, and I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the last sort of thing, it, it's kind of um, our segue uh, for uh, the fun facts section, but um, cursed horse facts, go. <laughs> I have a few. They're all mixed in kind of with my fun facts because some were adjacent to cursed and some were kind of nasty. Okay, horses, three eyelids, a little funky, largest eye of any land mammal. I have an eye thing. I'm afraid of eyes. They're weird. This isn't super cursed, but they sleep lying down and standing up, and I've never really seen a horse lie down on its side. And so when I used to drive past the farms back where I'm from, there's a lot of horse farms, I <laughs> saw a horse laying down for the first time, and I thought it was dead, and it was really creepy. They produce about... 10 gallons of saliva a day. Fun. The heart weighs 9 to 10 pounds. The horse's teeth take up more space in their head than their brain does. They also can see almost 360 degrees around their head like an owl. And that has nothing to do with them turning their head all the way around like an owl and everything to do with just the position of their big giant peepers. They can also rotate their ears 180 degrees. This, to me, is the opposite of cursed. I love animals like this. This is not the only animal that's like this, but they cannot vomit. 
But I think this is like an evolutionary advantage because when they gallop, their guts kind of shift around so much that other animals would vomit. And so they have a band of muscle around their esophagus right as it kind of enters into the stomach that makes it nearly impossible to vomit. So if it does, it basically means that its stomach is completely ruptured in absolutely critical condition. I love an animal that doesn't vomit. Also, horses in general, very pretty, very beautiful animals also just love to stomp things to death just absolutely brutally. I didn't put, I found a lot of like really upsetting facts about that specifically and I thought it was a little too upsetting <laughs> for the podcast and so I didn't really want to go too into it. Just know that the kicks and the legs and the hooves are not to be messed with. And I did learn that when I was riding horses, they would let you get in the stable with the horse and brush it for a little bit before you got in and rode it. And they were just like, please don't get behind him. Scary. So going into less strange facts, some of the more regular facts that I have in there, like people, they can communicate their emotions with facial expressions, like using their eyes and their ears. Their hooves are made of the same protein that makes up our hair and nails. They are intelligent and social enough to mourn the passing of a companion. Horses with light pink skin can get sunburned. There have been instances, multiple, I didn't look too into it, of clone horses. It very first happened in 2003 in Italy, which seems weird that that feels like a long time ago for us to have already been cloning, but I guess I don't know very much about that. They drink about 25 gallons of water a day or more if they live in hotter climates. Most horses cannot breathe through their mouths, only their nose. They also can get depression, anxiety, and PTSD, just like a person. And that's it. That means it's shout out time, right? <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> Shout out time. Today my shout out is for opendoorwell.com, which sells handcrafted herbal tea blends. And this is not the first time I've done a tea related shout out, but tea is good. I should drink more tea. And if you like tea, get some here. There are some really cool looking blends on here. The online shop also includes one-on-one -on -one yoga sessions, but I believe that's something for if you can show up in person to the in-person shop I'm unsure where it is. The website was unclear, but I believe Florida somewhere. Like I said, I couldn't find the location, but they're active on Facebook, which is linked on their website. I'm sure you could get in touch with them any number of ways if that was something that was of interest to you. I didn't look into it because I don't uh, work out. And that wraps it up. I don't really flip this episode. That'll be next episode. So why don't you give us your topic for next time? Next episode, we are talking about the hippopotamus. Yay! I like hippos. They're fun. They're cute. I'm excited. So, tune in next time for that one. And until then, if you want to contact us in any way or just keep up to date with what we're doing, we are on Twitter at HeadsOrTails20, on Facebook at HeadsOrTails Official Podcast, or you can email us directly at HeadsOrTailsOfficialPodcast at gmail.com. Bye! Bye!
Oh, I'm going through my facts all out of order. I feel like I might have already said that, but I don't think I did. I didn't know if there was anything to add or anything. No, I don't. <laughs> Okie doke.